405-329-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know, don't sleep on Texas this year. I was talking to Mark Pantone, and I was talking to the uh, recruiting uh, director at Ohio State and some other uh, man-for-man roster roster against roster. It's hard to say Texas doesn't have the best roster in college football right now. Urban Meyer, who, who did he reference in there? He was talking to who? I... Never heard the name that he threw out there. No, it clue. was a recruiting. Coordinator. I think it was. You know who it is, actually. Now that I think about it, yeah, it's got to be that guy that was smoking a bong in the background <laughs> when he did like that NFL Network interview a couple of years ago. You remember that? Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably eyes get was. real big. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. That's so funny. Yeah. Well, there you go. You heard it here, Urban. Texas got the the best roster in college football. How can you really made a face when that happened in real time? By the way, because I just I don't know how how someone of his his stature, his understanding, can say that. There is no doubt that Texas has recruited really well over the years, but. Like, for instance, this last recruiting class, they were number three. Um, Oklahoma was number four. But just for a reference, they were the number three class. They signed six five-star players. Alabama signed 12. Yeah. Doubled up their five stars. Yep. And last year is not unique. Um, In 2022 – Texas signed two five stars. Guess how how many Alabama signed? Twelve yeah. again. Well, it's almost like he said it without saying it. He didn't mean it, but like Nick Saban's a terrible developer of talent or something like that. Well, I mean, and here's the thing: even if Urban Meyer was right, and by those like what you just said, he's not. It's still Bama or Georgia that has the most talent. It wouldn't be the first time that it's true, you know. Like there, there's plenty of years where Texas has had the most talent. Or if not the most talent right there at the top, and what does that really matter in the grand scheme of the past fifty years? Not all that much. Yeah, a couple times here and there, it's meant something, but it's a program that's only had three Big Twelve championships. Yeah, Alabama. They had a down. The last time they had a down recruiting year was uh, was twenty twenty. They only signed nine five star players. Saban's just mailing it in. Yeah, th- they're five stars over the last. Three recruiting classes, 12, 12, 13, and then 2029. 20, uh, how about I throw out a handful of teams? Yeah. You tell me if they're a national title contender or not. What do you what do you consider a national title contender, by the way, before we get this started? I consider a national title contender as a most likely make a conference championship game. Um have a solid chance, a realistic solid chance to make the playoff and a special player or two that I feel like could be the difference in them 
maybe winning a game where they're a little right. bit outgunned. So let's start with Texas, who we just talked about. Absolutely, 100%, without a doubt, a hard, screaming, <laughs> hell no. That's what everyone was hoping. As I see say. it right now, no way. Now, things can change. There's a lot of people that are making some pretty bold statements about Quinn Ewers. Okay, maybe it's just because they had Arch Manning rated so high and the fact that, you know, he didn't make much of a push at all against Quinn Ewers that maybe they elevate Ewers because of that. Maybe they've really dialed into some things that he did a year ago. Like, I don't know. I will give you some room. And I believe Quinn Ewers is going to be um, much improved over a year ago. But I don't think Texas has shown anything at all to be to be on the the top tier do I wouldn't even because with my criteria I don't even have them as most likely going to make a conference championship game. You might have OU and Kansas State in front of them. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh all right, how about the SEC Dodger himself, uh Lincoln Riley out there at USC? Are the Trojans yes. a title contender? Yes. They had the best player. They are um I I don't think they've got a really difficult schedule. That's the hardest thing for them is they've got a gauntlet. But think there's a really strong chance they make the conference championship game, um, and they've got head and shoulders above the rest, the best player in college football, which gives them a shot in those one-off games. What about the University of Oklahoma coming off a six and seven season? No. Not a national title contender. Not as I see it right now. Sounds no. like the Big Twelve doesn't have a national title contender. Not as I see it right now. No. I. Um, Decent chance to make the playoff if they can go eleven and one, but as it sits right now, like to to see them beating a team in a semifinal game. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's uh, that's that's tough to get there. Right, here's the thing. I don't even know that we have a consensus or anywhere close to a consensus as to who's the best player on our football team there's not I mean I there, there would be a lot of different uh, answer and honestly the answer that it is today you still might have a lot of different answers in October and the, those answers could be different well here's one of the things and just like with Oklahoma and Texas like things can change and that my opinion after you see these teams is definitely going to morph but there's probably, I don't know if you polled 100 people that follow the team, there's probably a decent amount of people that think our backup quarterback is the best player on the team. That's that's a weird situation. That's tell, that tells me, and I'm say, not saying that he's not, it just tells me that like, we, we are not, we are not ultra-talented at some of the positions we need to be. Text line from the 405, it shouldn't be a tough question. It's Billy Bowman. It's not even close, in my opinion. I'm waiting for a text right behind it to follow up with, oh, it's Danny Stutzman. What are you guys talking about as the best player, just to prove the point? Yeah. Best player is Arnold. Duh. There you go. Well, I, I, think, I think Billy Bowman, you could definitely make an argument for Billy Bowman. Absolutely. It's... I wouldn't say that it's not even close, you know. But okay, let's say it is Billy Bowman, and and I'm not suggesting this is how you judge players. It's really not at all. But 
Billy Bowman was he he wasn't even off conference last year. Um, I mean, he missed a, a decent. I mean, he, yeah. he missed a decent amount of games, so I can excuse that there. Like, it's a different conversation. Should he have been on that list if he was right. healthy all year? But to your point, I don't think that he was. Maybe honorable mention. I'll check on that. But and I don't know that he will be preseason, and m- maybe he will. But I, I, I think that he is is worthy of it. I think he's excellent. I'm just I'm I'm really just talking about like the overall like where are we really right now? Like I think a lot of these guys have a chance to become star type players, but as we uh, you're asking me right now, what do I think? Our best player is Jaleel Farouk from the 405. Best player is the five-star Bowen says the 918. Tyler Guyton from the 918. Uh, Zane says it's a tie between Ben Anderson and Ethan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon from the 405, Rondale Bothroyd will be the best player this year. I Maybe the, one of the more productive, most productive players. See, and, and this is the exact point that I'm talking about. Uh, we don't even have a, a player that is unanimously considered the best player on the team, which means we definitely don't have someone that is unanimous, one of the best players in the country. And all of the other teams that are going to be national title contenders – We'll are going to have multiple. Michigan will have that at running back alone. Alabama will have that in more spots than people think, even though everyone thinks they stink. LSU might have that at quarterback. Georgia's going to have that pff, everywhere on the defensive side of the ball. People mostly. seem to be really high on – what's this kid's name, the quarterback there? Former five-star kid? At which, which school? Georgia. Oh, Carson Beck? Beck. Yeah, yeah. I watched old Pollock today saying, ha, ha, ha. Like, don't be surprised. Like, saying something about he could be a Heisman contender next year. He's rather rather high on Carson Beck. I'll, I'll, I'll wait and see on that one. Here's what's going to happen. doesn't need to be that for the Georgia to win another one. He's going to win the Heisman next year with numbers that aren't anywhere close to Stetson Bennett's. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. He's, he's got a name. Everyone's excited about him. Stetson Bennett was the guy nobody was excited about, and they were constantly trying to replace him. You know, his big claim to fame is, well, he's a junior college guy or whatever. When JT Daniels comes back, he's yeah. going to beat him out for the job. <laughs> now he's now he's at Rice. How'd that one work out? That's right. Dylan Dime Time Gabriel. Guys, best dime player time. on the team is General Booty. I don't understand the confusion. All right. Guy says K-Ref Darlings Danny and Downs aren't the best. Uh, are you kidding me? Says Sooner Wetzel. It's Jackson freaking Arnold. I'm joking. It's Stutzman. <laughs> <laughs> How many wins do we have this year, Teddy? Yeah, that's what I like. Get right to the point. Nine one eight. How many wins do they have this year? You want to say ten or eleven, right? Are Are you deciding between ten or eleven as it sits today? Um. Don't tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly okay. All that's right, exactly what I'm Don't tell me that about. you're flirting with the under on the uh, nine and a half. No. No. I I think. I think ten and two is a reasonable place to be, and just like I said earlier, I don't. I can see where the one is, Texas. I can't see where the two is, and when I say I can see where the one, like the Texas game, I can, I can see a scenario in which we lose that game. In no way am I suggesting that we will. Right? I'm. I'm not. I'm just. I can see a scenario in which we lose that game. The other ones are way more difficult. 
if Kansas State was on our schedule, it'd make this exercise a lot easier. Yeah, ah, Kansas State, <laughs> Texas. There you go. It's pretty easy. Right. Yeah, that second lot. Well, you might. I, I'm just saying, like judging by you know the tough games on the schedule, maybe you just switch it over to uh, their in-state rival as the uh, second loss if you have to go State? There. No. Yeah, Kansas State's in-state rival, Kansas, oh, Kansas. on the road with Jalen Daniels. Well, losing to Kansas – But it's hard to, for me to get there, right. but even that's, that's going to that's gonna happen. Losing to Kansas this coming season or even this past year is not the same as losing to Kansas over the last decade – but there's no way it will ever be remembered Dude, that way. Dude, you cannot roll into the SEC with a recent loss to Kansas That's on right. your resume. That's I'm exactly sorry. I don't right. care how much better they are. I know Texas is going to do that, but, you know. I'd argue that you can't roll into the SEC with another Texas loss on your resume in terms of just overall uh, momentum. Texas lost to Kansas right after the announcement was made that they were going to the SEC, right? Uh, Yeah. Pretty, yeah, I mean, they lost to a lot of. They lost to seven teams that year, <laughs> right. and that's the amazing thing. Like again, I don't really care one way or the other, but Oklahoma is built as this team nationally that ugh, if they get to eight and four, that's going to be a good year for these guys. I've seen Texas roll off several five and sevens, and my God, they are top fifteen preseason the next year. You can bank on it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anyone in the Big Twelve other than? Kansas that we haven't lost to? Um, like, I know we've lost to Kansas in have, – have we lost to them in Big 12 play? Like, I guess we did right when lost, the Big 12 first started. Right, yes, yeah. Um, so, it, well, it, it had been West Virginia until right? last year. You've lost to Iowa State, KU and K-State, yes. Uh, I guess other than the newbies. Missouri, yeah, you lost to Missouri, you lost – we, we've yeah. lost to Houston. We've lost to BYU. Oh, gosh. We, Not Cincinnati just yet. We haven't lost to Cincinnati. Got their number. Uh, they, don't want, they don't want any of that. Central Florida? Uh, I, don't, I don't think you've ever played UCF, right? Oh, gosh. There's your two losses. Cincinnati, Got, Central Florida. Okay. You can't, Clean have a, sweep. you can't have a loss to Kansas on your resume heading into the SEC. You can't go into the SEC, never have beaten UCF or BYU either. <laughs> Those are things that cannot happen. Uh, that's great. They'll be like, actually, um, why don't you guys just go ahead and scurry back to the Big 12? They're going to trade Two us probation for period. Rutgers, like you suggested oh, no. with Missouri. Uh, all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family. Bear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ed Council. But, but again, I think it speaks to what Kirby's built and what he's done because it's it's just it's not normal. And Georgia fans, don't be don't be turds. Like enjoy <laughs> this, soak it up. It's awesome. If you don't win this year, it's still not a failure. Like it's a heck of a run and. You know, back-to-back in the playoff era hasn't been done. So, to ask for a third is – I feel like it's gluttonous. Like, it's, like, like it's not okay, but but we'll be in the mix. There's former Georgia great David Pollock talking about his dogs attempting to win a third consecutive title. Yeah. He may be a Georgia great, SEC great. He's not talking like an SEC fan there, saying, guys, if we don't win the title, we'll be the favorite. But if we don't win the title, it's not going to be a disappointment. 
not very SEC-like of David Pollock there. It's, a little disappointing, honestly. It sounds like just what we all thought and have been brainwashed recently. Georgia's not a true blue blood. Yeah, seriously. Right? That's exactly what it says. Bama fans would uh, – they. They would remove if, – if they've retired his number, they, they would totally remove it if he said something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's uh, admittedly weak from uh, a guy that's an absolute stud football player in, in David Pollock. I can just imagine him after, uh, after winning his second straight All-American award going in for his third year and saying, guys – We've been pretty successful the last couple of years. It's okay if we don't dominate this year. Uh, from the 405 of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, don't tell me there's no such thing as climate change. The seasons are all screwed up. Huh. Texas spring game fell on April 15th this year. Yeah. We all noted that the Texas backup quarterback shows his ass in a spring game is six weeks before. Texas has the most talent season can start. If he doesn't show his ASS, Texas has the most talent season starts two weeks after. It's been three and a half weeks. Did you pick up on any of that? I, I think uh, I maybe read it a little bit too quick. I don't is, know. It, is it something about like the um, like kind of like Groundhog Day? If the groundhog sees his shadow, you've got how many of them? I think that's what's, yeah. Is that what it's trying to get I to? I think so. Plus, Mount Rushmore season doesn't start until after Diamond Sports are over. Here we sit with softball tournaments coming up and baseball regular season still going on, and we're already talking Mount Rushmore chaos. Hey, in fairness, we stumbled into the wide receiver talk because of the Andre Wolfolk conversation with uh, Which is the coolest thing Bob that Stoops. I've heard this week. And it's not surprising. I asked you that very question yesterday, and you didn't recall or had any idea as to why they moved him to corner. Then we asked Bob today, and he basically says, well, we were low on corners, and I basically asked him to do so before the Texas game, and, well, the rest is history. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, it is. It'll be the first rounder at that spot. Jeez. Yeah. I wish I could remember that whole transition a little bit more. You know, it's some of the – a lot of guys would probably remember a lot better than I would. Um, well, I, yeah, I'd say so. I was, as you know, and make fun of a very stay in my lane and worry about what I need to worry about kind of guy. And who was playing corner this week, aka robot, was uh, none of my concern. So, uh, I just I wish I could remember and and kind of think back a little bit more, like what that exactly was. Did you like. recall any of that though when Bob was saying it? Like, no. oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this guy got hurt well, and we had to throw him over there. I do a little bit, and I remember that he – they asked him – like, he had to continually kind of bounce back and forth from offense to defense a little bit. It wasn't like a – we plucked him and he was no longer with the offense. Like, they still used him on on some things. I'm I'm really trying to remember who was playing corner, who started off the year playing corner before they moved him. In 01? Yeah. Well, Derek Strait would have been one of your corners. Right. And the other corner that year, um, well, I mean, I just I remember it being Wolfolk. After that, uh, I don't remember who started the year at that other corner. Because, it, it, I mean, like Antonio Perkins played corner, but he would have just been a redshirt freshman. Yeah. And, um, 
I don't know. I'll have to go back and, and try and remember a little bit more, like who was in the rotation and, and stuff. Um, but it's uh, a fascinating story, to say the least. That you made yeah. that switch, you made it before the biggest game of the year, and well, he ended up being a first rounder at that spot after being a great wide receiver on the 2000 team. Great point text line for the 918. It's a trap. Pollock is saying that uh, saying that so he can give them a chance to say nobody believed in us whenever they three peat. Just like last year, they're they're defensive linemen. Five right. and seven, six and six. That's right. Uh, By the way, uh, Sean says it was about Michael Thompson. Because remember, he, did he get in the car wreck after the 2000 season? Is that when that happened? That may, that, yeah, because he definitely played a lot of corner in 2000. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds right. That that probably probably was a huge factor. And maybe they thought – I can't remember exactly what, what time of year that occurred. Was that over – Was it over the offseason? Because I, he played in the 2000 championship game, correct? Yes. At least I, I feel like he did. Yes. I feel like it was during the offseason. It, it would have been during the offseason. I feel like maybe it was – I think it was before spring the, – before the spring game. I think – because I feel like whenever it happened, the weather was, it was still cold outside. Anyways, um, probably just – Thought you're going to be able to develop there a little bit and and make up for that and needed some numbers and maybe just didn't get to the spot that you needed. So, uh, pro football focus. I know everyone acts like the, that's the gospel. It's not necessarily used as the gospel on this radio program. However, we will mention it from time to time, and we'll mention it here when they grade the highest rated edge players returning in college football for 2023. Um, you've got like Chop Robinson from Penn State. Rated as a 90.6, top returning edge player in college football this year. And then you have Rondell Bothroyd at number seven on this list. 85.7 was, I guess, his grade from last year by PFF, which, again, we don't, you know, we, we'll mention it from time to time. But Rondell Bothroyd's the seventh highest graded player at his position coming back. Huh. Um, that's interesting. I'll be honest, I don't even know what that means. Uh, how it's how they grade it um maybe they talk to coaches maybe they'd have to talk to every single coach in college football that coaches that position um to know how they grade their their edge positions and every other position there right. sure yeah yeah it's like um imagine getting the answers on a scantron to a test you can't see the questions on the test you just have the answers on the scantron and you try and decide how that Scantron graded out. It's impossible. Just like it's impossible to grade a player not knowing what the responsibility is on a play. Edge is a little bit easier, you know, because a lot of times it's just what you see is what you get, but a lot of times their their grade stuff. Yeah, and whatever their grade is, like, okay, seventh highest rated edge coming back, that's not if that's any sort of right, I guess that's not too shocking with the production that he had out there uh, in the ACC? Well, I would say that he's a guy that I would expect to grade high typically um, just because that's the, like he's not a player that is going to win with athleticism. Guys that win with athleticism oftentimes don't grade very well because instead of relying on doing your job and using your technique that you've been coached, you try and rely on athleticism and sometimes do your own thing and put yourself in some bad spots like he's a guy that doesn't doesn't have um you know elite uh physical traits and 
athleticism. So he's got to really rely on tricks of the trade, technique, uh, positioning, doing exactly what you're supposed to in the frame of a defense. So, like, it stands to reason that he would be high on the list. Now, where they come up with the number, who knows? I don't know how they come up with the number for quarterbacks either. That would be pretty difficult too, I would think. But I, I, maybe they were just released a whole lot of grades today. They also had uh, Big 12 quarterbacks passing grades. This is from this isn't just returning players. This is mm-hmm. Big 12 quarterbacks last year. Dylan Gabriel had an 80.9 passing grade a year ago, number one in the Big 12 a year ago, according to PFF's grade. Eight? What'd you say? 80.9, 80. 80. and then Max Duggan was at uh, just a an even 80. Right. Slightly better than the the Heisman finalist. Shapin was three. Jalen Daniels was four. Will Howard was five. Hunter Upper Deckers was six. Tyler Shuck was seven. JT Daniels at eight. And you ready for it? Yeah. Quinn Ewers at nine at a 66.8. Spencer Sanders at 10 with a 63.5. Hmm. I guess there's a thought that Spencer Sanders might not win that Ole Miss starting job out there, by the way. Really? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Who's the, who, who is? Um, they got Walker Howard and they got uh, Jackson Dart out there. Walker Howard, ah oh, man, Four that's a five star. That's a hard name because it really sounds like it should be Howard Walker. You know, it's like it's backwards. Okay, yeah, uh, I guess sure. I think both of them would be a little bit difficult, but I guess I'll give you that. Well, I I don't know Quinn Ewers. I don't think he. I wouldn't have like personally just like how I felt like he played. Call that grade him whatever you want. Um, I thought he was pretty middle of the road last year. And, you know, I think part of that is probably Sarkeesian not asking a lot of a guy getting his first starts, you know, like kind of knowing what, what he's able to put on his plate. You would expect some of that to expand. And as that expands, uh, there's a chance for more production. But guess what, Tyler? There's also a chance for more interceptions, mistakes, uh, stuff like that. So we'll see. Especially when you can't turn in hand to the uh, best back in college football, you know? Situation yeah. could change quite a bit. You can throw it to the best uh, receiver and tight end in the conference. Is, is that best receiver? Is he going to do a better job of catching the ball this year? And maybe, I'm just, just asking. Impossible for me to predict. Mm. Someone could probably PFF give you that will answer. have a grade yeah. on that one, all right? <laughs> they have the numbers on it. Yeah, yeah. they'll have a, a formula for expected drop balls this year for uh, wide receivers. Meyer, Chevrolet text line. Gutter from Grove. Guys, what do you predict will be the national opinion on OU heading into the 2024 season going into the SEC? Boy, that's tough. In order to come to that, we're going to have to really I, lock in – what we think is going to happen this year and how that will translate to what people think they're going to do in their first year in the I SEC. Think I, got a, I think I got a decent guess. Now, okay. I, regardless of what happened, like the SEC crowd will be, yeah, wait till you move out of the – wait till, You know, th- th- yeah, this isn't a two-touch conference out here. Wait till you actually have to tackle people. If it goes status quo for the most part and you go – 10-2 and two and playing the Big 12 championship and Dylan Gabriel's your quarterback most of the year, you know? Like, you have a good season but not a great season. It'll be, um, well, much tougher competition for OU. OU's really going to struggle immediately in the SEC. The only way I feel like there's going to be even somewhat of a positive thought on OU going to the SEC 
is if you have the great season, you win the conference, but it's Jackson Arnold that takes over and gets you there as opposed to Dylan hmm. Gabriel. Yeah, maybe. And he looks like a star, obviously. Maybe. You could be right. Or if you beat a happen to beat a SEC team in a big bowl game, then maybe that that would Well, they, they but they didn't care to be there, so that doesn't count. Well, you beat him in a bowl game that doesn't matter. Let's see you do it during the regular season. That'll be the excuse. I feel like you can't have that excuse. It doesn't matter if you're playing an SEC team in a bowl game when you're about to be conference uh, contenders with each other. I don't know. We'll see. Chris Rich says, never forget the season prior to last. Spencer Sanders was all conference. It's true. Mm. And the season before that, it was Brock Purdy who – like saying, oh my gosh, Spencer Sanders was Big 12. Uh, he was all Big 12 one year. Yeah. Y- you said that last year about Brock Purdy until he took his team to an NFC championship game. Who was the all conference quarterback last year? 2021, it would have been, no, uh, or I mean, 22, it would have been Max Duggan. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to figure out who's going to have a bad season this year. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> all right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Need to upgrade your Kubota equipment but want to make sure you're getting the best deal? Great Plains Kubota helps you save when purchasing select Kubota tractors such as the legendary L2501 with a trailer. Plus, get even more discounts when you purchase implements with your Kubota. Come check out our package prices for great deals at Great Plains Kubota. When you want more than just a Kubota, you need the brand that serves. Great Plains Kubota. Visit gpkubota.com for the location nearest you. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've, You've got, got our, our word on it. After an amazing run to the College World Series Finals. It's got a chance. Track. Wall. Goal! Skip Johnson and the boys are back and poised for another run to Omaha. Got him! Swing it! Catch the entire 2023 season right here on the Ref 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, and on the go anywhere in the world on the KREF app. And you can unhitch the wagon, put the ponies in the barn! The home of Sooner fans and your flagship station for Sooner baseball. The Ref Sports Radio Network. 
Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. The spring and summer months are a great time for you and your family to spend quality time together. And right now is the perfect time to join the Trails Golf Club. The Trails Golf Club in Norman offers an 18-hole championship golf course, a swimming pool, numerous fun family events throughout the year, a fully stocked pro shop, and dining at the grill in the clubhouse. There has never been a better time for you to come discover the trails. Call Zane today and learn more at 364-3790 or visit trailsgolf.com. Attention all Sooner fans, don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at $400, and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash commit23. That's Soonersports.com slash commit23. Or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner! The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bring the final hour of the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we're in studio today. Are you prepared to like uh, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh a little bit more than you previously did with this story? Sure. You sure? Yeah, I mean, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make you like him at least a little bit more. I will say this. Not something's wrong with you. I am ready to like anyone, 100%, anyone more than I like them now. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh ranks among the richest Americans who mow their own lawns. Hmm. And he wants to know why the youth or youths of America isn't out there with him cutting the grass. Quote, mowing the lawn is one of the great feelings I have in my life. End quote. Yeah. And as someone who mows their own lawn, I got to say, Jim, I do agree with you on this one. Yep. I would think beating Ohio State's probably one of the greater feelings that you have in your life, but maybe he has a zero turn and it's awesome. I don't I don't know. How do you know that he doesn't mow the field out there in the big house and beats Ohio State on the grass that he mows? Oh my gosh. Forrest that, Gump style. What an alpha move that would be. Hmm? <laughs> like there's probably a video of some somewhere of him uh running the real mower out there on the grass. It's like a modern-day Rudy out there just working to get the stadium that he uh, that he's there uh, on on Saturdays. Listening to some probably corny music or something. I don't know what he listens to. I don't know. He may listen to some good music. Yeah, I bet he listens to good music. I don't know if he listens to good music. Well, you got to think about the era, man. 
there is some good music. He definitely listens to an era where there's some good music. Yeah. He's not listening to Ed Sheeran. We can all right. agree on that, right? Right. Um, he's probably listening to he's listening to some old rock and roll. I bet would be his. Yeah, would be where's his he from? I think he's from uh, up there. I mean, he played he played football up there. I think he's right. from up that area. I don't. I, you may be right. I don't know, but yeah, I bet he listens to some good old school, old school rock. Huh. Ohio. Well, his brother uh, uh, John was born in Toledo, Ohio. I'm sure he's probably the same. So mm, an Ohio guy going across the border, coaching for uh, coaching for, for old Toledo. Nice uh, college football playoff dark horses in uh, every contender. Or excuse me, in every conference. You tell me the one that is the most crazy, the craziest, and the one that is most likely. Playoff contender? Dark horse playoff contender. Because we only got to uh, USC, Oklahoma, yeah, and Texas. Because well, the other teams thing. I had written down are like Michigan, Alabama, LSU, and Clemson. And I'm gonna guess that they're all like, yeah, okay. Those are all the yes. And real I mean USC, Texas, and OU, I think that's what most people okay. care about. Uh NC State in the ACC. Which it's been like four decades since they've won a conference championship, so that one might be a hard no for me. Uh, is the ACC still a conference? Can we confirm that? Is that still a thing? Um, well, Florida State and Clemson will probably leave in August, but it still is expected to be a conference after that. A dark. I am not in a position to to answer that on NC State. Wis- I don't know Wisconsin in the Big Ten. No, Tex- not yet. Texas Tech in the Big 12. No. Oregon State in the Pac-12. Hmm. So that's the first one where you at least stop and say, okay, they weren't bad last year. Dark horse. Man, they are a very, very dark horse. Um, they they had a good year. They were Well, they beat Florida in the bowl game pretty bad, right? They were a 10-win team last year. Yeah. Then they beat Florida in the bowl game? Uh, bringing up schedule, they were there was. They was almost a, beat USC early in the year. Four ten win uh, teams in the Pac twelve last year. Let's see, they lost to USC seventeen fourteen tight. Lost to Utah the week after that on the road forty two sixteen. Barely lost to Washington by three. Hammered Florida thirty to three in the bowl game. Yes, that's well. It's the closest one to a dark horse that we have so far. And they got old DJ Uyunglele at quarterback. Watch out for the Beavs. They beat Oregon last year and were right there with all of the with all the teams that you know you would pick ahead of them right now. Almost almost beat Washington. Almost beat USC. They did beat Oregon. Yeah. Yes, Oregon State is a dark horse. And my long shot on this, I asked you for most likely and least likely. My least likely is from the SEC, Auburn, as a uh, college football playoff dark horse. Do not see it in the year one with Hugh Freeze. Selling on that one pretty hard. Oregon uh, State most likely, Auburn least likely to me uh, of that yeah, list. Yeah. I mean, it's in, I would say for Oregon State, it's still like it's. Oh, well, yeah, they're still, I mean, they're maybe the fourth best team in the conference. Uh, their schedule, dude. Here's their road games. They start off on the. This is Oregon State, by the way, at San Jose State to start off. Then they got UC Davis at home, San Diego State at home, 
at Washington State. Then they got Utah at home. At Cal, UCLA, UCLA at home, at Arizona, at Colorado, Stanford, Washington at home, at Oregon. So in that conference, that's about as good of a schedule as you could ask for. Heard it here first. Go put money on Oregon State in the college football playoff. What's the, I wonder what their win total is. Uh, I would guess like eight, eight and a half, most likely. I don't know. I'll, I'll find that. Huh. Uh, NC State seems like they've been a year away for a decade now, says Ohio Sooner. Yeah. Russell Wilson, Phillip Rivers, and they still haven't won a conference title in like four decades. Yeah. Mowing three acres, listening to the rush, yeah. says Greg from Lawton. Uh, Camo Sooner, zero turn life is bliss. I enjoy <laughs> mowing my two acres. There you go. Uh, 918, I get tired of people saying, wait till you get to the SEC. It ain't no different than any other conference in the five major conferences. You can't tell me that OU isn't better than eight or nine teams in that stupid conference. They're consistently better than all but two, at most three. Tulsa Buckeye fan. Uh, That's generally my view of the situation. And that is also not uh, taking into account the boost that I think we're going to get. Like, as soon as you start playing with them, you start – we're going to be in on – we already are, but we're going to be in on more and more of the top-end recruits, right? We just are. Now, it's not going to be easy to pull those guys away from Georgia and Alabama. But when you get a chance to maybe beat Georgia and Alabama on a fairly regular basis, get a chance to play them, well, then you got a chance to really start going after the same type of guys. And you can sit in another conference, never have that opportunity, continue to try and sell this, not pipe dream, but that we're close and that we're going to be there and that this conference is actually really good. Or you can go mix it up with the big dogs and who knows what might happen. I think uh, I think you'll show that you're right there ready to stand toe-to-toe with Did them. Did Teddy just call it Arizona instead of Arizona? Asked the text line. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that happened. By the way, no way Lincoln Riley's mowing his own yard, right? Think Clark Stroud's doing it for him? Can you... Can you legally mow your own yard in California? No, probably not. Not with a, ga- not with a gas-powered no. mower, Teddy. You at least have to have one of those uh, electric-powered mowers, it, it, at the very least. Yeah. Very least. Yeah. I, uh, I, I doubt he mows his own yard. I'm, and I'm somewhat curious on, on Harbaugh. I'd like to see what type of job he does, what type of a yard he has. Uh, and is this something that he does routinely, or does he go ask the uh, landscaper that he's hired to get off for a minute and let him? Yeah, make this a final strip passes? right here. Just let me get on the zero turn right yeah. here. Just let me uh, let me get the last stretch here. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, I I don't know. I can imagine though. In all all seriousness, when you're a head coach and you've got all of these things going on and all of these decisions that you have to make throughout the day about, well, discipline of a kid missing class and what are we going to do about this recruit and 
you know, what about this transfer portal guy? And what do you want to do for schedule next week? Like all of these decisions, it's got to be Zen to sit on the mower, put the headset on, put on some of your favorite tunes and not have to think or make any decisions. And he probably enjoys a uh, domestic beer in a can as uh, as he's done with uh, mowing his yard. Sits there and admires his yard after. Very uh, Hank Hill-like yeah. for uh, Jim Harbaugh after. Sits out there with the, the neighbors after they all finish and just yep. say, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the alley. Uh, is, um, is Bob Huggins still employed? I've still not seen anything on it. I have not seen I'll look anything during this break and see. on the breaking news, checking the headline page at ESPN. Still don't see it. Well, I don't know. All right, quick timeout. We got the final segment coming up next. Stay with us. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. 